You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. And today we're featuring a school visit our team recently made to Acton Academy in Austin, Texas. Acton is a school network that was founded in 2009 by husband and wife, Jeff and Laura Sandifer. They originally began with 12 elementary age students and have since grown to over 30 locations worldwide, including extensions in Honduras and El Salvador. Acton Academy is a school deeply rooted in an overarching theme of a hero's journey, encouraging students, who they refer to as eagles, to find a calling and change the world. Students own their own learning, and it's conducted through the use of online game-based tools, as well as real-world apprenticeships and hands-on projects they refer to as quests that help teach students 21st century skills. So let's listen in as Tom Vanderark chats with Jeff Sandifer about what they saw students working on while taking a tour of the elementary, middle, and high school locations. At a great tour of the schools, there's a wonderful buzz about each one, a remarkable amount of uh, self-direction, evident in all three buildings. So we visited the elementary school. We saw what what appeared to be um, an interesting... Um, learner-driven blend with uh, we saw kids on Lexia and some kids on Khan um, but almost every one of those about 36 students um, on task working relatively independently a few working in in teams of two yes so they were they were in collaboration time which means it's not silent core skills time I don't recall seeing an adult in that studio. No. Um, there'll often be days at a time no adult even enters the middle school studio. Certainly not the high school studios. Wait, what? So he just said there are days that adults aren't even in the classroom. And I think that's a, a rarity. So wow. this is a really, really important thing to kind of break down and think about. We talk a lot about student ownership and, and the trust it takes to really allow students to own this. And this is a real example of that. Yeah, no kidding. So accountability becomes a huge part of making this work. And Jeff explained more about the structure they use to keep kids actively engaged. Every week on Monday, they sit sit down and they create their SMART goals for the week. And so they've got a whole set of challenges on the tracker they can choose from. And they, most of them will want to earn a certain number of points for the week. And points are just a way to kind of track effort. And then their middle school buddy will come down, call me the Eagle Buddies, will come down and review those goals. How'd you do last week? How do your goals look this week? How could you stretch yourself? Um, the same thing happens again on Friday kind of a summation of the week and checking in, um, encouragement, accountability. They they set their smart goals, they know their challenges, they have their squads. Uh, the, town, the town council runs the operation, they have contracts to hold each other accountable and um, they don't really need an adult in there. We mentioned before that Acton students work on what they call quests throughout the school year. And Jeff shares a more detailed example of the quest current Acton middle school students are working on. So it looks like the middle school students are working on an interesting quest to build a, a smart city. So they, they were studying electricity, building a grid, researching how to do that. Yep. I, I, I was a petroleum engineer in college, almost an electrical engineer, and I have gotten to relearn everything about electricity I didn't learn yeah. in college. So uh, by, by watching them and hopefully trying to stay a step ahead of them. It was, it was launched with a question of whether great cities are planned or they emerge. 
and it was launched with videos and discussion and reading from Jane Jacobs, uh, The Death and Life of a Great American City, and from Robert Moses and the Power Broker and Moses who built New York City. And so it's really that we've held this tension all the way through of should you plan or not, and each squad is building its own little section of a subdivision. And by the end of the game, if you want to win the exhibition, you'll want to combine with as many neighbors as you can and have a compatible electric system if you can combine. And so that's going to be the challenge they're going to see in real time, whether cities should emerge or be planned. And some of them are already teaming up with neighbors and planning where the roads are going to go and what, what voltage we're going to run. Other ones aren't. So we'll see. So it sounds like you had a, a pretty good idea of how this might turn out, um, probably more so than than the middle schoolers. They're really starting this out with a, a driving question. They they just all think it's a lot of fun to build a city, and and so they they, they are caught up in the question of emerge versus plan because they want to win. They want to win the exhibition. So there mm. there's a lot of talk around that question, and and they're also their genre project, their communications project. This time is to give a speech at City Hall about right. how to improve a city. And half of them have taken what would be thought of as a planning approach to introducing new things in the city, the other half more of a laissez-faire approach. And so the, part of the exhibition will be making those pitches, those, those persuasive speeches. During the visit, some middle school students were observed doing some deep reading, which is also expected during their time at Acton. They'll read four deep books a year. Um, the, the average Eagle, two years ago when we were still counting, was reading 16 books a year. But that was skewed because a handful were only reading five or six, and right. some were reading lots. Uh, but there are four serious books that they're expected to read a year, or life-changing books. And um, but you know, our view is, if you start reading comic books, that's okay. Enjoy reading, have fun. You'll eventually work your way up to War and Peace, and we've seen that happen over and over again. Acton's high school is called Launchpad, referring to launching these students into the world. Here's how Jeff described their learner experience, as well as their perspectives on college and career. They're all off on a mission. They're, they're doing a quest at the moment called the Free Agent Quest, which is, where are you going next? And what transferable skill do you need so that it, if you were to get fired the day of your first job, you could make a living? And so how do you become a free agent and sell yourself and have a skill that you can do deliberate practice on? Yeah, that's great. They're doing apprenticeships, um, uh, both in middle school and Launchpad, but lengthier ones in Launchpad. So they're, they're actually, a lot of them are doing college for credit courses. Um, a lot of the middle schools are taking edX, MIT, and Harvard courses. So you know, they're thinking more at Launchpad about, let me get two years of college out of the way while I'm here have a great idea of where I'm going, and maybe college, maybe I hack college, maybe I go for two years, maybe I go for four years. I think the biggest that's the biggest debate at Launchpad is probably why a degree? Yeah, we still need a credential, but why college? Yeah, not, not so much. How can I get the credential right. and the best parts of college without the expensive parts? But it sounds like they'll also have a pretty good sense of how to get work and how to deliver value. Absolutely. And um, we have a young man here who was... Um, formerly with Goldman Sachs, and he said, he said yesterday, in fact, that the older middle schoolers and all of the launch patterns he would have hired before he hired somebody in his analyst class at Goldman Sachs. I mean, they're that good. They recently, in fact, beat the Acton MBAs in a case uh, discussion standoff, which was, which was a big surprise to the MBAs, but they're, they're really good. I mean, they've worked hard to get that good, but they're, they're, a, they're an impressive group. It feels like this experiment is working. 
Oh, some days. <laughs> some, some days it's working, and some days I'm pretty despondent, and maybe that says more about me. But it's uh, long-term, if you have patience, and you know this because you and Adam have been in the business a long time, but if you have patience, most of it works out. But some days my own impatience, I think, gets the better of me. But from what we saw, the level of self-direction is really uh, impressive. It, it's a reminder that kids can do amazing things if you you build uh, the right culture, provide the right supports, and then get out of the way. Yeah, young, young people can do far more than we've ever imagined they could do. No, no question about it. We, we've one middle schooler now who came into September, came into middle school in September, finishing pre-algebra on con. He's now finished algebra basics, algebra one, algebra two, trig, geometry, high school probability statistics, half of half of uh, pre-calc. He will clearly be through differentials by April. And you know what? He's good in math, but he's also working about six hours a day when he goes home. Wow. And his parents are trying to convince him not to. No one's in, no one has any interest in going through this fast. He's just on fire about math. Yeah. And so we're going to have to create, go find set theory or a bunch of other kinds of math for him to do. Um, where else could you do that? I mean, it's just, I mean, other places than acting, but you couldn't do it in a traditional school. And right. I just think of him being stuck in pre-algebra for the next year as opposed to working on his pre-calculus instead. Anyone can open an Acton Academy location, and in doing so, they join a group of like-minded entrepreneurial individuals who share lessons learned around network development and best practices for growing a successful expansion site. You know, we've been very fortunate to attract a, a superstar group of people. I mean, I don't know how we found them, but, but boy, are they good. And um, every day, there'll be a couple of new ideas on the owner's network uh, document. Hey, I tried this, or let me tell you a story. And it's really sharing those and copying them. And then when somebody gets in a tight spot, hey, have you had this problem? I had one today, someone said, I've got an issue with the family where I have to ask to leave, what are the right words? Yeah. And you know, four, four uh, comments came back of, here's how we do it, here's the language right. we use. So how, did you get that uh, via email? What, what yeah. form of communication? It's just, a, it's just a wiki form of, I mean, okay. you get an email, it just goes on to a wiki. And it's, it's very simple. Now, as we get more and more studios, we're gonna have to go to something more sophisticated because right. it's probably at its limits now but it's great for instantaneous um, comments and then we yeah. go back and archive them later and you just showed us a video of where you have a each of the owners has a camera in their yeah. in their learning studio yes. um, what what are you and they learning from from that video link well, I think it's more than anything, launches are important in our studios where you start the day or you have a midday boost with the launch. And so if someone's doing a quest that I've already done, say one in entrepreneurship, they can either go back and find an archive launch or if we're doing the same quest at the same time, they can watch the launch. So it's not at all for surveillance of us and them or, or any, and, and so we use it really for watching launches, for watching what's happening in the studio. Uh, the Eagles will use it a lot. <laughs> They'll often compress a uh, like a three-hour segment into 30 seconds hmm. to watch how people are moving around in the studio to see if they're being intentional right. or if there's something that needs to be moved. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to watch them use the video that and for critiques too. Because we've got in the middle school studio, we've got four cameras. So you could stand in front of any camera and do a critique and then go back and pull, pull the uh, tape later and watch it. And the, um, the owner operators are sharing examples of, uh, of quests? Uh, some of them are. We're producing most of the quests now. Okay. But we're doing it in a style and with a template that we hope that everybody will share. Now, there, there are other people that are producing quests, but I don't think I've seen one of those yet. It's all early. 
are, are you generally um, seeing other owners able to replicate the, the culture and the level of student agency that's evident here? Yeah, I, I, think, I think the most surprising and encouraging is that the cultures look relatively the same. I mean, you walk in, you'll know you're in an acting academy. You know there's not an adult up in front leading things. Uh, you can see the student agency. Some are running smaller schools more for their own family and some are expanding pretty quickly. And interestingly enough, our two uh, most successful expansions lately have been Las Cruces, New Mexico, mm. which wouldn't be on your in El Salvador. Wow. So those two have been incredibly fast growing, very high quality. And um, I, now, so we're, we're harvesting those ideas. How did you do that recruiting? Even we want to know that. How did, how did you pull that off? And sharing it with the other slower schools, uh, growing schools. And then some of, some of the activists don't want to grow quickly, which is perfectly fine with us. So compared to uh, operating a managed network where you were responsible for opening each of those yourself and, and as a result had sort of management control, um, how do you think about the pros and cons of, of your loosely coupled network? Well, I think our loosely coupled network works because we don't have a choice. I mean, we, we started, the first two schools in the network started by accident when a friend of mine came and one friend came and just kind of said, can I have all of the, everything you have to go start a school for my kids? We let him. And then a, a parent moved to California and did the same thing. We said, gosh, we're learning more from them than they are from us. Let's do 10 of these. And so the idea was to have 10 experiments going and to learn from each other. And then all of a sudden it took off on us and almost got out of hand. We didn't expect to have this many. So um, but it is it is the learning that's that's been most powerful. But I think that I, I think that's positive because we don't have a model yet. We have ideas. We have things to test. We don't have a cookie cutter McDonald's like approach. If if we wanted to, we couldn't do that. We don't have one. Right. I suspect it it will um, over the coming years allow you to grow more rapidly than a, a managed network, which is slow and expensive to do on your own. Well, we also have the constraint that almost all of our, our schools um, are started by parents who are entrepreneurs who are putting their own children in. So in that case, you're not going to intentionally do something to harm your own kids. Um, as long as you live by the promises, and that's one of the requirements in the agreement we have, the other one is that you survey parents every week, and those surveys are public. We can see them, the students can see them, the parents can see them. And so if you're an entrepreneur with your own kids in the school, trying hard with pure transparency, our thought is, can't hurt anybody. Right. And if it can't hurt anyone, if suddenly, if, if let's say a dozen of these schools spin out and they're no longer actins because they're doing something too different, terrific. There's 12 new great schools in the world. Right. So we're not trying to build an, you know, an empire of schools. We, we're fine with as many of them need to spinning out and be something else. We, we don't know what we'll be in five years, so much less to dictate what they're going to be. Are there um, a common tool set that is, is shared across the network? It, we, we do have um, uh, what most people call learning management system that most people use. And just because when you get with, with 36 self-directed learners in a middle school, you have to keep track somehow. Right. And so almost everyone's adopted that. It allows us to share challenges and ideas more quickly. Uh, and people have people adopt. I mean, it's surprising when someone has a good idea how many of the actions will adopt it. But I'd say seventy percent of it's coming from us now. I bet in five years that number's down to twenty percent. Mm. Certainly, in a couple of years, it'll be coming back the other way. 
and our uh, owner sharing operational tips across the network? Absolutely. I mean, you, you hear most of the comments are about a quest or an issue with a parent or an issue with a with with the young hero, but you'll also hear questions about Bill.com and you know how. how what, what do I do if a for-profit versus a not-for-profit status? So it's, it, that's a small minority of the questions, but, but we do hear them. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out our other podcasts about innovative schools, including episode 41 and season two, where we chat about how Tacoma Summit Olympus is placing learning in its students' hands, as well as episode 29 of season two, where Superintendent Dr. Philip Hickman shares how his rural Mississippi school district personalizes learning for students and teachers. Thanks to Acton Academy for allowing us to tour their great school, to Jeff Sandifer for speaking with us, and to Kat Wedgwood. This podcast was produced by her with support from Andrew Luck. Be sure to check out the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes, and while you're there, subscribe and rate us. For more on all things innovations and learning, check out our blog at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Megan and Kat signing off.